0: Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-host, Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, we have a number of people we're talking with today, and our first guest at her organization is going to be kicking off the holidays, and that's none other than Michelle Merriweather, President and CEO of the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle. I would say the one of the largest black uh, organizations in the state, doing outstanding things for many people of all races, I must add. And... Uh, her uh, stab does look like the Rainbow Coalition. So, Michelle, uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and bring us up to date? First of all, we'd like to have people understand exactly what the Urban League is doing in terms of your contributions and helping uplift the people. And I know Linda Taylor's doing the home ownership. So, just take a few minutes and share with our listeners what services are being offered at the Urban League.
1: I'll be glad to. It's so, always so good to be here on the radio with you all. Um, The Urban League is working hard to create positive change and equity for black folks and other communities, underrepresented communities, marginalized communities um, throughout Seattle and King County. We're doing that in home ownership and housing, supporting folks that are experiencing homelessness, connected jobs, and safe, affordable housing supporting folks that are exiting incarceration, connect to jobs and resources and training to get them on their feet so they have some positive experiences and able to provide for their families so they don't go back. We're also in our schools and uh, supporting um, our black boys, ensuring that they receive the resources and girls, to make sure that they receive the resources that they need. We're starting a new um a program at Rainier Beach supporting our student-athletes to make sure that they have a focus on STEM education and are prepared for our great...
0: Oh, okay, well, it looked like uh, Michelle's cell phone clicked off on us. We'll try to get her back on the line. In the meantime, I'll let everybody know that the Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Port of Seattle, Port of Seattle Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, had a very good conversation with Leslie Jones uh, yesterday, the director of that office, about what we're doing at the McKinney uh, Center for Community and Economic Development, and she'll definitely be a supporter. Also, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions with Dave Fukuhara, and they had a big article in the Puget Sound Journal about folks who are getting paid off. We don't know what happened to David's payment. That's right. SeaTac Bar Group, uh, LLC, with Jerry Woodsett and Rod O'Neill. And Stephanie Soul Social Media does our our technology, and we're back with Michelle. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Well, so apparently I'm, I'm somebody here. somebody somebody didn't like what you were saying. So. <laughs> I mean, after after they listen to the hearings, you know, anything might be happening in the country under anything, under, under anything the un, under days, the, right? the watch of Number Forty Five. So, but go right ahead. You were going down the programs.
1: Yes, and so supporting our young people. And, um, and connecting folks to jobs and employment and training. Priority hire is going well, supporting folks that want to go into construction. That, uh, and if they need, you mentioned Leslie Jones and Sound Transit. We're here to support folks that want to go into construction. They may have some challenges with their driver's license or getting a driver's license. We can help them get a driver's license and get a job in the um, construction industry. Now you uh, mentioned so priority doing-
0: here. Is that still Reverend Lawrence Ricky Willis? There you go. Well,
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay. We're still, we, uh we got a spot. We have we have a here.
0: we have a spot for the pre apprenticeship training program oh, too. Yeah. We have a spot. Oh, awesome. For, yeah, we have a spot for we have a spot for the Urban League of Metropolitan in Seattle too. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Beautiful spot. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're doing great things. We're and we're growing. We have. Uh, a staff of like 46, 47, I can't even keep count anymore, uh, that are doing outreach and training. And um, our, one of our newest things, Eddie, before we um, move on and talk about uh, the other stuff, our breakfast is our uh, urban um, tech, infotech, we call it now, that is connecting folks and training folks um, in AWS uh, training certification so they can. Um, work in jobs in tech. So uh, that is a six-week training program. They receive a stipend during that training, and uh, after that, we help them connect to internships and jobs in the high-demand tech industry in Seattle. Now, who's your
2: your target population for that, Michelle, that AWS?
1: That AWS training program are for folks that are underemployed or long-term unemployed at this time, um, that, you know, have a, almost or close to exhausting their unemployment, and we can retrain them to connect to jobs in a new sector. So un, underemployed or unemployed individuals um, are our ideal candidate for uh, our Infotech training.
0: And I know you, uh, your housing department has been doing an outstanding job. And, yes. And I've been suggesting that some of the people, especially – members of the clergy and other folks that have churches with all this property. uh, I've been been, uh, seeking, you know, we got to increase home ownership uh, amongst black folks. So Mm -hmm. instead of having apartments to rent, let them purchase them as condos and build up some equity in three or four years, Mm -hmm. they'll be ready to move out to a single family. And that's one Mm -hmm. of the things when the administration changes and I'm going to use whatever influence I have with congressional black caucus, uh, whoever the, uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development is to see if the Urban League can set a program up that uh, all across the country, starting in Seattle naturally, and where they could get money to develop uh, these uh, multiple uh, family units and then uh, sell them as condos yeah. as opposed to uh, continuing this renting concept that we have. Yeah. That's the only way we're yeah, going to increase right. our home ownership. So I just wanted to run that past you. I know Linda's probably done the research already. Because she is on top of it.
2: And then on, on that note, Michelle, too, if there could be a shared equity program for those renters who are trying to mm-hmm. live month to month, if a small percentage of the equity, the increase in value, i.e. 25 percent, go back to that renter. So that by the mm-hmm. time they do move, there's some there's some cash set aside for them. And then hopefully they can go into that housing program, get that credit and, and purchase be a purchaser. But on that note, I'm going to digress and go back. You, you talked about a program you are opening up or have at Rainier Beach. Can you share to the listening audience about that program, please?
1: Oh, yeah. So that's for our Um, student-athletes. We're launching a program with uh, OSPI to ensure that our student-athletes are supported in the STEM careers um, and uh, classes in particular to make sure they keep their grades up while they're playing their sports, to make sure that they have introductions to careers in STEM and make sure that they see folks that look like them, in STEM fields so we will offer them tutoring and mentorship and training and take them on field trips to like Microsoft and Facebook and Amazon and and and, pro, and provide that connection while they are playing their sports and making sure that they are great stay up cuz we you know we know that our kids are brilliant already I, I don't yeah. like to uh um you know, put out into the world that our kids are failing. Our kids are brilliant. They just need to see themselves in places that they can be. And we want to make sure that they continue to do the 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 sports and things that they enjoy, but make sure that they're maintaining their grades too and make sure that we're providing them resources to prepare them for life after high school, be it college, be it work, be it whatever it is that they want to do. We want to make sure that they're, prepare for it and have the support to get them to that next level.
0: Michelle, before we close out, why don't you go go to the breakfast that will be held uh, tomorrow morning at the Western Hotel at 7.30 a.m.
3: Yes. And
0: uh, American Urban Radio Network and CNN political commentator uh, April Ryan will be the speaker. So why don't you just talk a little bit about that before we go.
1: Absolutely. Before we go, we are so excited for our 19th annual breakfast. At the West End tomorrow morning, April Ryan, as our host. Uh, We're so excited to welcome her to the Pacific Northwest, which um, uh, um, the mayor will be joining us, as will Bruce Harrell, as he, you know, says farewell as being uh, the president of the city council. And I will, you know, say that we, uh, as the Urban League, you know our history, we're doing great now, but it always has not always been that way um and bruce has been a champion for us getting to where we are now Uh, so we want to make sure that that is recognized as well um and we have over 800 almost 900 people that have signed up or sponsored or contributed to attend and join us tomorrow morning we are so excited it's going to be a great 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 morning Uh, And we are launching, kicking off, and getting ready to celebrate our 90th anniversary, which we'll celebrate all year in 2020. Uh, And in that celebration, we'll be ensuring that people have the information that they need to complete their census, to make sure that they have the information that they need to be prepared to vote. And then all next year, we'll be having some fun, too. But we're launching our 90th anniversary tomorrow morning at seven thirty at the Weston with April Ryan, uh the mayor, and Bruce Harrell, and uh Eddie Rye. So it's <laughs> a great morning. <laughs>
0: well, thank you, Michelle. I appreciate that. So uh I, I will see you early in the morning. So thank early you. In the and the, your team for all you guys are doing for the community. We certainly appreciate it. I
1: appreciate you both so much. Thank okay. you so much.
0: All right now thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. All right. Uh-huh. Our next guest is uh Roland Bradley, who is the treasurer of, of the Red Tail Hawks Flying Club, and they're doing an outstanding job. As a matter of fact, we had uh, Jesse Hayes, uh, the four, number four, had him on last week. Uh, it's really impressive uh, the mission that the Red Tail Hawks Flying Club is on, and it's uh, affiliated or sponsored by the American is the American Black Pilots Association. Roland, it's the
4: Black Pilots of America Association.
0: Black Pilots of America Association. And right. I like the idea that you guys uh, and Jesse mentioned that you guys are not trying to actually buy the planes, so you don't have to uh, just get treated like a stepchild when you while, while you rent them. That was an impression Jesse gave me last week. So I mean, that's well, something that I would be more than happy to work on because all the the young people involved in it, and it's a youth flying club, and the people and the young yeah. people involved there also a, a mandatory have to, ma- STEM is mandatory. Is that right?
4: Oh yeah. Okay,
0: Definitely. so that means we're gonna have some brilliant folks going through the Red Tail Hawks Flying Club. So why don't you take a little a minute or so if folks didn't hear Jesse last week, Roland, and just give us a little history about the organization, uh, goals and or objectives, and what you guys have accomplished to date.
4: Okay, the history. We're, this is our fifth year, uh, and the goal of the organization is to introduce uh, young people of color to the field of aviation. Uh, with the hope and expectation that they will choose one of the lucrative fields in aviation uh, and have a successful career. If they don't decide to go into aviation, we're confident, as demonstrated by the fact that all of our high school kids have gone on to college, that they will pursue other uh, careers, and the skills they learn through the program are transferable to pretty much any career that's out there. Uh, So we've had a real successful year. We've had four high school students earn their private pilot licenses, which means that 17-year-olds can fly a Cessna 172 by themselves. Mm. Now, that's pretty amazing to me. And we've had one uh, Mm -hmm. 16-year-old student manage to fly solo after two weeks of intensive training at the BPA Summer Flight Academy in Houston, Texas, which, again, is very impressive. So uh, our goal now is to is to meet the demand that we're, we're facing. There's a tremendous demand for more pilots, and uh, so we want to address that by, one, moving the club into – Plan is to purchase two airplanes, uh, put them into service uh, in 2000.
2: program coming up this weekend. Is that right?
4: Yes. We so- have our expectation that these kids will again have their private pilot's licenses next year and that will increase the number of kids who are able to fly on their own
2: now who are your honorees and uh, you have a special guest speaker flying in is that right
4: yes we do oh please um, share yeah the special guest speaker is um captain paul matthews and he is uh, the founder and curator of of the Buffalo Soldiers National Museum in Houston, Texas. So we expect to hear a lot of history, uh, relevant history about African Americans. Uh, and one of the things that I'm looking forward to hearing is uh, not only the success of the Buffalo Soldiers, but also the story about how they overcame all the adversities that faced them and you know, passed through all the adversity and moved into... Uh, a state of uh, respect and, and honor. And that's one of the themes that we stress with our kids, that um, you will always have adversity to overcome. But if you persevere and surround yourself with people who are like-minded and supportive, you can succeed.
2: And on that note, that, that we are full-fledged citizens. We have fought in every war, every yes. war the United States has been in. We've been there. And and frankly, on the front line,
4: you know. Exactly. And and we have to tell that story so people won't forget because those things will be buried in in history. So we resurrect those facts and put that information in front of our young people so they can know they're standing on the success of people before them.
2: I love what you're saying because a whole lot of us didn't have bone spurs. You know, (laughs) Edison, (laughs) that's (laughs) right. But uh, can you tell us... Can you tell us about your honorees a little bit? Who, who's being honored uh, at the event
4: Saturday? Okay, we have three honorees. Uh, uh, Millicent Fambles, uh, he's being honored for his contributions in various youth programs. Uh, we have Dolores Booker, who's being honored for contributions in education. And Patrick uh, Hsu, uh who's been honored for his work in Providing career guidance to people of color. So it's once gonna again,
0: here. that's going to be at Renton Technical College.
4: Yeah, Renton Technical College.
0: Five and
4: five thirty, and the individual tickets are just eighty dollars. And
0: uh, now there are about five things going on on that I have to be involved with amen. on on Saturday. I'm just trying. Is there a way we can make a contribution online?
4: Yes, you can. You can go to um the this website is uh, b p a pilots dot And after you get that website up, mm-hmm. you would go to the link for uh, chapter events and there you'll see information about the red hawks, our banquet, mm-hmm. and there's a link there that you can make a contribution uh, to our organization. So that's bpapilot.org, mm-hmm. and
0: then go to the... matter of fact, chat. Roland, I got everything on, on Facebook uh, underneath mm-hmm. uh, the, announcing that you are going to be on today, and yep. this program repeats Saturday morning, 78, and also will be on the website. But tickets, Great. purchase, donations, HTTP, uh, backwards slash www.bpapilots.org, uh, backwards slash chapter hyphen events, backwards slash. Right. Okay, I got it on there. So, hey, thank you very much, Foto. We really okay. appreciate all the work you and Jesse and the rest of the crew that uh, uh, Red Tail Hawks are doing and Absolutely. engaging our youth and getting them smart and teaching them how to fly. So we have really appreciate your efforts and also your success story. So thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Eddie. Okay. okay. Roland Bradley with the Red Tail Hawks, the Youth Flying Club, and they're trying to buy a couple of airplanes. Maybe our next guest can help the Red Tail Hawks Youth <laughs> Flying Program buy two airplanes. And he does a lot of things in Pierce County and Tacoma. His name is Corbett Mosley. And, uh, Hayward, he's really involved with uh, with the Black Tacoma-Pierce County Black Collective. I think he was maintaining the website. He's now a city official. Uh-oh. He's on several boards. Corbett, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with Hayward Evans and Eddie Wright. Hey, how you doing, Eddie? We're doing great, brother. And I was just extolling some of your virtues about all of the activities and, and the work you're doing. And uh, I see you frequently at uh, at uh, the Black Collective. Hayward's brother, uh, Stan Evans, yes. attorney Stan, is also a member as well. So, uh, but what really caught my eye is this new. Uh, organization that you started you're involved with so many things and i'm gonna put some of them up on facebook to let them know how how significantly involved you are but the black parents alliance uh black parents all across america are looking for ways to ensure that they have some influence and impact on their children's education and uh, i would just like Mm -hmm. to have you take some time to talk a little bit about some of the things you're doing in the tacoma pierce county area and then let's segue into the Black Parents Alliance.
5: Um, yeah, so um, uh, my name is Corbett Mosley. I, I just switched from um, – uh, I worked at the um, United Way of Pierce County for about three and a half years as a director of family stability initiative, um, launching the Center for Strong Families uh, um, initiative. So things related to financial stability – This was a very different role and a different switch for me to do um, where that was mostly uh, nonprofit service delivery and figuring out how better ways that organizations can improve how they provide services to families. Um, I really like this new role that I'm at um, with the city of Tacoma's um, Office of Equity and Human Rights because it's changing the policies and the practices and the systems that um, uh, to support families and basically providing the kinds of Uh, resources and engagement that should have been there in the first place and so that's that's a part of the hard work and the challenge that's um, uh, up next for for me and I think that we're making some pretty good progress um, on some things since um, since I've been in the office and great leadership there Diane Powers um, is just uh, a powerhouse um, in the in the community has been here for a long time and and doing tremendous work so she when she brought me on um, my focus was really to think about, I don't know if you remember this, Eddie, but um, the My Brother's Keeper initiative that Obama um, had passed um, several years ago um, now and uh, was really an effort to one reduce violence, but more so expand opportunities for um, young men of color, um, young black men of color, uh, and try to figure out how to best support um, uh, men so that they felt safe. And supportive and had supported and have clear uh, pathways to opportunities so um, what I tried to do in, in thinking about how those efforts would align in Tacoma and Pierce County um, is really think about um, the current efforts in the landscape um, for Tacoma um, and, uh, and and one one way that I I kind of uh, thought was a really good opportunity is that there's a lot of organizations and efforts that target black youth, but what's never kind of, but black parents are never brought to the table are never asked or invited to really kind of participate in a meaningful way. Um, and, and so, you know, we started to kind of, um, I met with a few, um, other folks, Jamad Canley, um, Tawana Franklin, um, Amanda Scott Thomas, who works for Tacoma public schools. Um, and, and we got together and, and we said, you know, I, I think that there's a role here, too, that, that um, we can engage parents and really, um, really create kind of a community asset to vet the kinds of strategies that either the, the city is going to participate in or Tacoma School District or just getting parents together amongst ourselves to figure out how we best support um, our kids. Um, and and that's been going pretty good.
2: Now, Corvette, have you been getting any pushback uh, in light of uh, uh, I-200? Any impacts there, any pushback from any community members, or are they all being supportive right now?
5: Well, um, so, no, because, um, no, there's no no, uh, pushback um, in relation to um, I-200. And um, the city of Tacoma, actually, on a separate note, did their – we did our own disparity study um, last year that um, regardless of not passing, um, uh, regardless of I-1000, I uh, the city of Tacoma can still move forward on um, issues based on, on race because of because we have the disparity study on file and we can move forward um, with um, equity and contracting. And so we just passed an ordinance um r- uh, two or three weeks ago, or it was last month, um, and Clifford Armstrong led that um, from the City of Tacoma's Community and Economic Development um, Office. So I, I think we're in good position that that uh, we can still move forward on equity work here in Tacoma and making sure that the contracting is, is fair. I, I can't speak too much of that because that's not my field of expertise, um, but I, I think we're in good position.
0: Well, Corbett, I'm, before we go, I just want to say that uh, I'm going to be putting forth an initiative. I'm going to be looking for support from the, the black collective. Uh, we, like you mentioned, we have the disparity studies. Yeah. We can meet the court muster to establish a set-aside program right. for businesses uh, and jobs for African descendants of United States enslaved. Uh, the numbers bear that out, and, uh, you know, I think that that's something we really have to look at. If we don't, if we don't demand that, and another thing we have to avoid is having to go through a large company to meet the goal. Our money needs to mm-hmm. come directly to us. After over 40 years of this uh, prime subcontractor relationship, I can't name three black companies that have been successful in that that relationship. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to keep doing that. But uh Corbin, we want to keep, uh, keep up with you. Uh, is there anything you like to say? Uh, or invite anybody yeah, to the but, Black yeah. Parents Alliance before we go?
5: Yeah, I, I just for more information about the Black Parent Alliance, I would um, uh, go to the Tacoma Urban League website, and uh, there should be a link on the home page towards the bottom where you can click on to find more information. But I did want to just mention, um, in terms of black-owned businesses, there's also an additional page on the Tacoma Urban League that we have a black business directory. So, if you are not listed and you want support and want us to know about you, this
6: call um, as is now being recorded.
5: Um, Oops. I can uh, <laughs> I can uh, share that with um, um, share that with folks. So check out that information as, as well. The, the Black Business Directory connected to the Tacoma Urban League.
0: Okay, well, I think uh, somebody was listening to our call, so I hope number they are 45. recording it. They got <laughs> some good. 45. They got some real good information if they were listening. So, Corvette, thank you very much, man. And we'll keep you on because you're doing a lot of fantastic things down there. And, Hayward, I think he'll be a congressman real soon. All Not right. a city councilman, but the U.S. congressman from that area. So and that's my prediction thank on you, you brother. Corvette, you'll be moving thank fast you. through the halls of Congress. I can see it already. There goes that. <laughs> okay. everyone's Thank you. Okay, then. All right, bye. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a break and come back after this.
3: Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes. Or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ULink. 2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com.
0: All right, boy, well, Eric is enjoying that music. He's ready going go on vacation and uh, travel the globe, <laughs> so he's getting down. We got joy in his <laughs> eyes. But anyway, I just want to let folks know that on this Saturday is the annual Seattle Medium Z Twins annual food drive. And as usual, it's going to be from 9 to 5 at the Seattle Medium Building, 2600 South Jackson. I will be taking a couple of cases of baby food. Uh, they have to eat, too. The other thing the medium you want to look at is that the 24-year high, as HUD rolls back Black Fair Housing rules, the discrimination complaints, at 24-year, and guess 24 what? 24-year high. Mm-hmm. Who is the secretary of HUD? Yeah, we the know. The brainless brain doctor. <laughs> and then also want to congratulate Pastor Reggie Witherspoon. Pastor Witherspoon has been a as a bishop for the state of Washington Church, Church of God in Christ, and uh, now we have Michelle. I'll do other announcements later. Michelle uh, Alderson, uh, Hayward Evans, my co-host Eddie Rye here, and hey, hey. Good and to talk you, to you again. Uh, and Hayward she's is going to be. I'm going to share this with you, but Michelle has a program that's going to make people well. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's yeah, restart you know, self care you know. nutrition program. So. Why don't you just uh, talk with us uh, about, first of all, about the program itself? What does it do to folks, and uh, what kind of uh, ex- experience uh, have any of the do you have any satisfied customers?
7: Yeah, absolutely. You know, this the reason that I'm running this class during the holidays through the holidays. It's beginning on December second, and we'll wrap up on December thirtieth is because this is a hard time of year for people. It's an amazing and beautiful time of year, but for some people it's a really hard um, emotional time of year where maybe they're missing loved ones or maybe they're distant from loved ones. Um, And oftentimes people of, you know, black and brown communities specifically, turn to food for comfort. And what we're doing to ourselves, though, is not the kind of self-love that, um, you know, We might think that we're giving ourselves in the moment that we're reaching for that sweet, yummy, gooey thing that reminds us of, you know, something when times were good um, or when things felt sweet and kind and good. Um, We're actually, you know, setting ourselves up for our future fate, um, which is often, you know, associated with diseases and, you know, early premature death from preventable causes. So... You know, the work of this particular program is called the Restart Program for a reason because there's always a reason to restart. I join in with every class that I um, teach or lead because I have reasons of my own as I walk my own health journey to level up each time. But this program really helps people to take a break off of sugar and processed foods for um, a period of three weeks. Um, it's a five-week program that means we prepare first. We talk about how do you prepare your loved ones especially during this holiday season how might you become the ambassador for health in your in your community or in your circle of loved ones? how come you might be the one that changes things and begins to turn things around for you know those who look up to you or who are supported by or taken care of by you and so taking care of self, this season is what this class is about. Um, It's always about that, but in particular um, during these holiday seasons when emotional eating goes up and weight does and so do, you know, um, preventable, the the beginnings or even the seeds or the food towards, you know, what fuels longer-term chronic diseases. And so I'm really trying to help people get away from that and move, turn their mindsets around. This is a lifestyle-changing um, course, which helps people to do what you're being taught for the rest of your life, you know, with choice and with consciousness. So without eating blindly and, you know, mindlessly, really understanding how food is, is fueling or hurting your body. And what that then turns around and does to your family to your community, to all the ways that you're able to participate in the world as a, you know, as a human, um, based on how you feel or don't feel, how healthy or unhealthy you are. So I'm hoping to get to the root cause, which is what we put in on and around our body. And this restart class is one of the ways that um, I'm really passionate about sharing the knowledge in our communities because we get overlooked on purpose. And when representation isn't there to show it, show what it looks like on us by us when we do it, um, there's a little bit more skepticism or a little bit less trust. So I'm really excited to um, continue to focus my efforts on working with communities of color. Um, I am available to come into other communities. Um, but this class in particular, I really focus on um, making safe space for commun- for people of color to share experiences that might not feel, um, you know, as comfortable talking out in the mainstream. Now, so,
2: now Michelle, uh, that's, uh, that's five 90-minute courses, and people can do that right over the Internet or they could, they could view it on, a, what, Zoom video meeting space?
7: Absolutely. You can be anywhere in the world, um, though you do got to meet up with us on time because it is Amen. live. So it will meet on Mondays in December, Um, starting Monday, December 2nd, from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're on the East Coast, it's going to be a little later. Um, But still, you know, within waking hours and anywhere else, you know, do the math to adjust accordingly. But we do meet live on Zoom. So you can be anywhere just from your phone, you know, if you have a smartphone um, in your office, your home, wherever.
2: Now, it sounds like a great, uh, a great educational experience. Are you going to be of uh, the class, I guess, through the class, laying out uh, different dishes that people can have or, or how they should be dieting, i.e., a breakfast, lunch, and a dinner, maybe in a snack or something?
7: I am going to teach a lot on um, ideas and ways to accomplish that and it's going to be different for everybody so every what i'm going to encourage people to do is really to learn and listen to their body and i'm going to provide all the different kind of tools that may help um, you to do that so i'm going to offer a cookbook with 147 pages and i haven't cooked everything in there yet but i've cooked a lot of things from that cookbook and every single thing that i've tried is off the hook let me just say um, and it's all using the whole food nutrient dense Um, properly prepared foods that are encouraged on the Restart um, program. It's not a diet, so we're not doing, you know, it's keto-ish, it's paleo-ish, it's Mm. whatever healthy is-ish, but it's really um, about what your body is going to need.
2: Now, is there a peach cobbler-ish in there, a peach cobbler for for me?
7: (laughs) You know, I'm sure there are some creative ways to come up with that, and so maybe, you know, maybe, but it, well, actually, no, because we will eliminate all fruits for the period, the three-week period that I'm talking about, except for um, some of those tartar fruits like the green apple or a green-tipped banana. Um, we're really trying to cleanse the palate and allow the body to reset what it believes is, is sweet, what it what it registers as sweet, and finding it naturally in the foods that we eat.
0: So, Michelle, where can people go? You have a website. Where can people go and get additional information?
7: Yeah, I do have a website. Um, the website is liveinfinitelywell.com. dot com.
0: The spell infinitely for the people. Amen. All right,
7: so the the whole website is liveinfinitelywell. So L I V E I N S like Frank I N I T E L Y W E L L dot com. I know it's a mouthful, but just think about living, you know, infinitely over and over and over and always well, <laughs> and you'll find infinitely
0: well there. Yeah, well, that, that's, that sounds great. So so we got the website, and folks can sign up, like, right, they can start signing up right now. Is there a start date or a uh, deadline for people to sign up for the, uh, for the? Uh, uh, can they just join at any time?
7: No, there is a deadline. Um, the early birth special ends on Saturday at midnight, so... You can get in um, on the early birth special until Saturday at midnight, and then registration closes on um, November 29th at midnight. So I'd like to have everybody that's going to be in the class there so I can get your cookbooks ordered and you'll have them in hand, all of your materials and everything prepared for the first day of class
0: okay. on December 2nd. Well, thank you very much, Michelle mm-hmm. Alderson. We appreciate you. And anybody listening, if you want some additional information, go to Rumba Notes Lounge tonight. She might be there. <laughs> oh, I
7: will be there. Absolutely. Okay. Every single Thursday, you can catch us down there for Sisters Rock the Arts. This is a really good time. Another way to live infinitely well, as well. You know, holistic life out here. <laughs> All right. Now, thank
0: you very much, Michelle. All right. Take okay. good care. All right. Uh, our next guest is Christina Van Middlesworth, who is the co chair of the Seattle Martin Luther King County. MLK Organizing Coalition's Opportunity Fair. That's a mouthful. But, Christina, uh, there's also a meeting coming up Tuesday at 630 at uh, Langston Hughes for the overall organizing coalition. So why don't you just give our listeners an update on what's transpired with the planning so far for this year? Well, we have...
6: I kicked it off. We actually have already a few confirmed companies who are going to be there for the Opportunity Fair. Um, We always have a packed house for the fair. Um, So we have airport jobs that will be there. The Skills Center will be there. Uh, McGee Air Services, uh, who's joining us. I believe this is their second or third year joining us. The Port of Seattle, as always, will be there. This year, they're actually bringing um, information on internships, which I think is going to be really cool for our high school students, as you know, our events at Garfield High School. Um, then we're also going to have a new group joining us, the Northwest Equal Building Guild, and they're going to be talking about talking to students about sustainability and sustainable careers. Um, so we always have such a good turnout. We're taking names now for companies that are looking to hire, and really, and looking to hire and looking to have opportunities so just like we mentioned that internship opportunity that's going to be there we're open to next steps those are the, that's who we want to have in the space as our exhibitors and then for our job seekers we always partner with worksource to really make sure we get the names get information out there and our job seekers are ready so we'll have our resume room again um and one of the other things that people may not even realize that we do is that we actually have a nursing station that's there. And the, so our nurses are there um, and they are, they're taking doing blood pressure checks um, and just doing overall health checks for people because they're there, they're in the space. There's a lot going on. Um, and it's just a great community event that we're having with the, the career fair.
2: Well, Christine, you and, and John virtue uh, uh, with the City of Seattle have done an absolutely fantastic job. But it's also about upward mobility. You've just moved up recently, didn't you?
6: I did. I did. <laughs> Congrats. Um, so I am actually now with a company. I'm actually pretty excited about them uh, called Luminomics. Um, and so they are all about daylight design and making sure people, you know, you're actually working in a space that, is all about the light that you're working in which you know here in seattle we're all about that light making sure that we actually get to spend some time outside and they actually one of the things i'm very excited about is that uh, martin luther king day is one of my i get to use that as my volunteer day and my volunteer time and they've been really supportive about me doing this event with you guys so yeah i'm i'm excited and You know, I love to have that experience of the MLK event just because being in the space. If you've never been to our event or maybe you just come for the rally, I would encourage you to show up early, come um, into the Opportunity Fair, come into the Career Fair, and be in that space. You have so many people that are there, that are excited, that are prepared. And, you know, even if you're not. In that space and you don't have a resume, that's okay. We have HR professionals who volunteer their time to help people put together resumes. Maybe you're a high school student and you're not sure what you want to do. It's a good way to just get a sense of what's going on, what some of the options are there. And there's usually we have internship opportunities that are there as well. So it's for any job seeker where whatever the place you are in your life, whether you're a high school student, you're a recent grad, you know you're looking to switch professions, we really just encourage about those next steps. We're looking for, you know, upward mobility. We're looking for, you know, kind of creating that opportunity, um, and really kind of bringing everyone together. And maybe, maybe you you've got a job, you're happy, you love what you do, your company is hiring. Tell your company about this event so that and have them reach out to us. Um, our website is seattlemlkcoalition.org.
0: That's and right. that's
6: a great place to find
0: out <laughs> was about just, all I, the
6: things that are going on
0: that day. I was just looking that up because you can get information on committees as well as uh, uh, past activities and, and, and as well as, I think, access to the minutes. So, Christine, I want to thank that's you very much for all the work you guys are doing. Thank you. And then um, Tuesday, thanks. if uh, you uh, – Uh, embrace Martin Luther King Jr.'s philosophy of nonviolence and love and peace, Tuesday at 630 at Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. Our general meeting will take place then. So thank you, Christina. We appreciate your work, and we'll have you back on so you can update us as we get closer to the event. Absolutely. Thank you. Great job, Christina.
6: Thank you, guys. Okay.
0: All right, now. So that was Christina Van Middlesworth, co-chair of the Opportunity Fair along with John Birchie for the Martin Luther King event. So I see the phone is ringing and somebody got to wait. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to take a break and come back with some announcements after this.
3: Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an Orca card, and... More at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: A few announcements before we go back to uh, Jamie and, and uh, Cortez. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate Reverend Dr. Robert L. Manaway Sr. and Overseer Miss Jessica Manaway. They'll be celebrating 36 years of pastoral leadership and uh, I see that Pastor Joseph Manaway is going to be in town on Friday, and is doing both services on Sunday at 7:45 and 10:30. The young brother can go. <laughs> then also, uh, the potentate and commandress ball will be held at the Double Tree Inn, that's Saturday the 23rd, from 6:30. Dinner will be at 7:30. Congratulations to all the brothers from, I guess uh, Benny Hassan uh, uh, Court, number 45, and then. Uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Jeffrey is always doing something good. Uh, on Saturday, the 23rd from 630 to 930, uh, New Hope Missionary Baptist Church, they'll be having their annual harvest dinner. And the guest speaker is my good friend, Dr. Benjamin S. Danielson. He's a senior uh, medical director of Odessa Brown Children's Clinic and the Central Region. And then uh, the Seattle Fire Department is looking for uh, folks to to join up, and they want to wish a uh, happy birthday to Pastor Frank Bates. Uh, he'll be partying uh, at the Rose of Sharon t- Pentecostal t- uh, P- Pentecostal Church with Bishop A.L. Hardy. That'll be on Saturday at 6 o'clock. So uh, just a few announcements. Now we'll go to Jamie Elmore. And my, she's my producer, and she has uh, Cortez Charles on the line. So how are you both doing?
8: Doing good thank
0: you okay so uh we have turkey bowl coming up a three-day event it really caught my attention so uh uh, cortez you really came up with a good idea i shared that with people around the country and got a few hits back saying man we're gonna try that in chicago so uh your work is being spread around the country i just want to let you know that
8: wow wow that's that's amazing uh first uh i just want to thank you guys uh for for having us and and allowing us to come on and give us a platform to share what we what we're doing out here in the community.
0: So I want to go for you to go ahead and tell us about the three day event. Yes.
8: Yes. Uh, the Turkey Bowl Week. This is its fifth year. Uh, the first day is a complete day of service. Uh, we'll be making a thousand turkey sandwiches. We're we'll putting together some hygiene kits. We're going to distribute them across the community, and uh, that's going to be on November twenty sixth, uh, that Tuesday, and Wednesday, November twenty seventh. Is going to be the youth flag football game. And immediately following that, we provide a community dinner. Uh, we'll be giving away some turkey dinners to families uh, that are in need. Um, and it's uh, and it's an opportunity for us to just come together and break bread together. Uh, and then lastly, on the 28th Thanksgiving morning, we get together, the adults come out, and uh, we got some youth playing in that game as well. Uh, but that is the adult game, and that will wrap up the turkey bowl week. Um, and that's just the difference between – um, you know a Turkey Bowl um, and and our Turkey Bowl Week, uh, it's, it's a full fledged three day event. When we got youth uh, that, we incorporate on an each and every day of this event. And this was uh, just an inspiration from uh, what my uncles have start has started back in the in the fifties and sixties and uh, brought it to Seattle in seventy seven.
0: And uh, is there uh, uh, information online, or is there? Do you have a website or anything like that? As a matter of fact, I picked up one of your flyers at Catfish Corner. It's where I first saw the flyer. <laughs> and then I checked with my producer, Jamie Elmore, and she said, oh, yeah, I know all about that. I said, well, let's hook it up because this is very, very positive. So I know a lot of people will be thinking that they're going to see uh, uh, Jerome but- Bettis running down there knocking <laughs> people down. You guys will not be that rough, do you?
8: No, no, no. Uh, you know, it's, true, it's truly more than a game, man. So everybody's just coming out, uh, you know, with one common goal to have fun. Um, and you know, and the, the ultimate goal is to teach our young people what it looks like to serve somebody other than ourselves Amen. and, and, and we need, so we're asking all of, uh, all of our participants or anybody that comes and watch to bring canned goods and dry goods. Uh, we're going to donate those, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to the food bank right off of Genesee. Um, and if you want more information, um, on the event, uh, you can reach out to me directly, um, at C um c Charles 83 uh, at outlook.com
0: so just out of curiosity how did you happen to come up with this idea
8: well like I said my uncles uh, they started uh doing this uh turkey ball gathering uh back in back in the day um, they, they brought it to Seattle in 1977 and it died out in 1995 and their main objective was to feed the need and come together mm-hmm. um they had some they had some teenagers playing in it um, you know some years, but you know when I, when I, I got inspired uh, to do this event is because when the, when the flame died out on this, it didn't nobody was there to carry the torch. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that this event uh, lives on for generations to come and that's why we incorporate the young people on each and every day of the event and so they'll be able to pick this thing up and, and carry it on and to a, to a next generation.
0: Now in the spirit of Thanksgiving, on Tuesday, there will be a thousand turkey sandwiches and some hygiene kits distribu- distributed throughout the city. Yes, sir. And then on Wednesday, there's going to be what's going to happen? There's, is that the turkey dinners on Wednesday?
8: So yes. Yeah, so Wednesday is going to be the U Flag football game, and then we're going to bring them back to the community center, and that we'll have a uh, a community dinner, and those families that that need um, uh, a Thanksgiving meal. We have a limited supply of turkey uh, turkey dinners. You get the turkey, and you'll get um, the sides in there as well. Uh, but we have a limited supply, so if you have the if you got the flyer, you know you got to register. It's first come first serve, um, and we'll be right here, you know, at the community center, at Rainier Beach Community Center. Okay, um, give uh, give
0: folks the information. So if they're listening right now, or on Saturday morning at seven o'clock, they can still register to qualify for a turkey.
8: Yes. Yeah, so to register, all you need to do is just email me at two. Excuse me, at ccharles eighty three at outlook um, and just just register. All you need to do is just send your name, family size, and and how many how many turkeys you need, and we will try to accommodate you and your family.
2: Now on Thursday, you're having the adult game. Now share with us a little bit about this adult game. You have Roberto and them guys out there. What's up?
8: <laughs> no, nah, we got we got brothers from the community. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's it's co ed too. Like so if, if if the ladies was uh wanted to play and wanted to get on the team, they're more than welcome to come as well. But we have a um we have a, a bracket tournament and um, you know, with the fellas get out there and play and it was winner take all. Winner will take home the trophy and bragging rights for the year. Um last year team scored won. Um and I'm trying to make sure that uh, you know Our family gets the trophy, and Uh the Mannings and the Sampson's bring it home this year.
0: Okay. Well, Cortez, man, I really do appreciate what you're doing for the community. And my producer, Jamie Elmore, thank you again for hooking up a a guest that's sharing some good things in the community and doing some very positive things. So thank you guys very much. We will see you one of those days next week.
8: I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. All
0: right. Okay, now. See you later, Jamie. Okay, thank you.
6: Bye-bye.
0: Okay. So, uh, hey we were talking earlier about the disparity studies and uh, I-1000 not passing and what recourse do we have, and we have to be very specific. I was talking to some people in the community, and I would tell them about, the, based on the, the, the results of the disparity study, that we have a set-aside program, and one person said, will it be for all minorities? And I said, we can't run that risk because all minorities – didn't support I-1000. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm meeting with some folks about requesting a set-aside with goals uh, without going through prime contractors for African descendants of United States slaves in public contracting where we pay our tax dollars. So if other groups want to uh, you know, emulate that, then they're welcome to do that. But like I said, we cannot afford to put something out there where we might have a certain group of minorities opposing what we're trying to do. So if we speak on behalf of the people who's been here for 400 years, died in every war, built this joint for free, then, you know, I think we'll be headed down the right path. I'm glad you're saying that
2: because every time I look around in the civil rights movement, it's always been like a a rubber band effect. We get out there on the front line, then they say, well, everybody has to be involved, then they spring right
0: ahead of us. Well, Wait a minute now. we got to stop that. But anyway, before we go... Urban Forum Northwest Brought to you by the Port of Seattle, Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions with Dave Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group with Jerry Whitson and Rod O'Neill, Soulstice Media, Stephanie Ogle does our website. And uh, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. I want to say Happy Thanksgiving, but we'll have a, a special program for you. We're going to try to see if we can get Bishop Reggie Witherspoon yeah. and former Pastor Emmanuel Cleaver, now Congressman Cleaver. So uh, until then, we'll talk to you again next week.